You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not-so-serious marketing show for serious marketers, with your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're diving into company recruitment strategy. We'll take a look at brands like Salesforce and Hilton to discuss how to market yourself like one of the best-ranked places to work. All right. Let's kick things off. All right, Fee, here we are. We find ourselves on another episode of Brand to Brand, and today we're talking about what? Recruitment strategy. Recruitment strategy. I think more (laughs) and more every day we're seeing, whether it's the great resignation, the big quit, the great regret is what I'm hearing now. People, over 25% of people that found a new job are regretting it. I don't know. I just feel like it's headline mania right now, but it certainly speaks to... This feeling that like every place that you go, it's everybody's first day on the job. Well, it makes sense. I mean, this is the the Tinder economy of people who can just keep swiping and swiping in their love life. That's true. They don't settle down because there's something better right around that corner. You know what? That's a great idea for an app because I feel like the whole job hiring process is complicated (sighs) and we could... We should just stop oh recording God, now. We should just get so started on the Tinder for jobs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just felt like this was a great time for us to do an episode on how companies are winning the hiring game in this crazy market. Yeah, it's nuts. I feel like every time you go on LinkedIn, it's just all people announcing they started a new job. And amidst all the chaos of the headlines, there's a lot to celebrate here. And with that, let's get into it. Salesforce versus Hilton. What's it going to be today? I just accidentally became a member of Hilton's honors program. So doing the research for the episode, you got your credit card out. I stayed at a Hampton Inn and I didn't know Hilton owned them, which is always how you find out that this big corporate brand owns something is you're Mm. like, oh, Uh, so I'm going to take Hilton. That's fine. I'm happy to take Salesforce. Great company. Started in 1999. First SaaS company ever to exist. Growing by leaps and bounds. For those that don't understand what Salesforce is, it's a software as a service company that really started in pioneering this concept of customer resource management, CRMs, and to date have absolutely exploded, created all sorts of other software for companies to help them solve some of these big business problems. And they take a human approach in everything that they do. There's a million software solutions out there. Salesforce has grown to become one of the largest, most dominant players out there. And they did that with a core strategy on how to get people on the team. What about Hilton that drew you in other than that platinum (laughs) membership you just enrolled in? I think it's a free program, but it makes me feel like a (laughs) VIP. (laughs) I am taking the Hilton Worldwide Holdings, formerly uh, Hilton Hotels Corporation, because it's a prestigious brand. They have a lot of other corporate brands in their umbrella. I think a lot of people hear the Hilton name. It's a powerful brand in itself. Paris Hilton probably just traipses into your mind for a second. She pops in there even if you don't want her to. One of the reasons why I think this brand is uh, interesting to talk about is the hospitality uh, industry majorly suffered during COVID and how the company responded to that, some things they put in place and how they're rebuilding and they're almost taking their own brand story in line with the, like if you go to their careers page, their hero section is the future of hospitality is bright. It's not saying 
Hilton, the future of Hilton is bright. Come work here. They're convincing mm. people first why this industry isn't dying and is still a lucrative career. And that's very different from the Salesforce story. I mean, Salesforce, very interesting kind of founding story. Started in 1999, four people in an apartment, right? Fast forward four years later, it's 400 people. Uh, not in an apartment. Not in anymore. an apartment. <laughs> uh, 2010, 5,000 employees, $1.6 billion in revenue. And in 2022, 77,000 employees globally. I mean, forget how cool that is to see that much growth. Think about the logistical challenges of getting that many people on and then actually having a culture that people are excited about. I mean, it's like a, like 50 people start every five minutes. How do you manage that? That's insane. Four that? to yeah. That's a hundred people a year. Well, you're still figuring it all out. <laughs> a company is like a party. You don't want to show up at the tail end of the party, right? You want to get there while things are good. And a big part of where things are good comes back to the company's values and what they put out there into the world and also their sort of market positioning. I want to play a Super Bowl commercial that came out called The New Frontier. And the whole premise of this concept with Matthew McConaughey is it's like, okay, we're all looking up into the sky Let's really try to figure out what's happening on Earth. Hashtag Team Earth. I'm going to hit you with the clip. Space. The boundary of human achievement. The new frontier. Mm. It's not time to escape. It's time to engage. It ain't rocket science. It's right here. Salesforce, hashtag Team Earth. Well, it's interesting, too, because he even says it, it's time to blaze our trail, and they call their team members trailblazers mm -hmm. on their uh, Instagram page, Salesforce Jobs, which is a social media profile like Hilton has with Hilton Careers, solely dedicated to job seekers and team members, completely separate from their own company branding, which is really interesting. I was reading uh, and listening to this story about a young woman who had started her own side business. And it's like Salesforce is like helping partner with them on that project. But I, that's, that's, huge. that's an open, radical, you, candor you, conversation you with the people so many, around you. You have so many people who are told that they can't follow their dream and also they have to quit their day job. Yeah. If you can keep your day job and your day job fuels your passion mm -hmm. and allows you to continue that, you're a lot more likely to also stay there. Yeah. So it's smart, but it's very unconventional in terms of how these businesses operate. Hilton definitely has a similar following on their social pages where it's similar to Salesforce in showcasing who their employees and team members are outside of the office, celebrating that, celebrating what makes them unique, what their hobbies are, what they like to do. They have a series called Thrive at Hilton, which they use to zoom into different facets of what makes uh, Hilton so great to work. Thrive at Hilton in mental health, and it will just be team members talking about mental health, something that a lot of offices don't talk about. People keep that kind of quiet. Or talking about diversity, zooming into all of these other campaigns that they have running just centered around recruitment and culture. And because Hilton also has people who are working out in their hotels, hotel staff, and then also corporate employees, 
they don't seem to just focus on corporate employees, which is something when you think about some of this recruitment stuff, it feels very corporate. Mm -hmm. They're still focusing on a front desk attendant or a laundry attendant who is in a single location, you know, in middle America somewhere and celebrating who that person is. They don't favor just these corporate employees, which is really huge to bring people who are in the field and in the office together under one brand name. Taking that a step further, a lot of the companies that make this best places to work list and are really winning the hiring game focus on leading with their benefits, showcasing what they are. Hilton is a company that puts their money where their mouth is. And in one way they do that is by really investing and leaning into family supports, whether that is paid family leave. They have what they call a personalized parent concierge for someone to work with a new family or a new parent who works at Hilton on how to just take advantage of all the benefits that the company has to offer them. And they have a parents at work series where they talk about celebrating who these parents are showcasing that if you are a working parent, Hilton is a great place to work because you don't have to ever miss a kid's sports game. Or if your mm -hmm. kid gets sick, you know, you can, you know, take off and take care of them. And that's huge for people who are really now, especially with COVID looking for flexibility in their work life. Yeah, and I think like dovetailing off of that, this is a world of transparency that we're in. And if you saw on LinkedIn, the hashtag show us your leave campaign where everybody across the internet was coming out of the woodwork to share what was the paid parental leave? What was the policy like? Other benefits, mm. people sharing other benefits, people sharing their salaries on LinkedIn, people sharing all sorts of information, completely upending some of the traditional models around what people can share. But I think brands like this that get ahead of taking the opportunity to promote that, promote that sharing, and in some cases, incentivize their team to share the benefits to tell the story. Because often hearing from the team is almost more interesting than hearing from some very buttoned up corporate speak about benefits. Well, speaking of, I think that's one area maybe Is this Hilton, a cue? <laughs> could push it a little further. We do have a clip of C of uh, the CEO addressing, uh, Krista Seta of Hilton addressing his team. Sharing his benefits. And sharing the benefits. And it is a little dry. At the core of our mission to be the most hospitable company in the world. In order to get there, we need to deliver heartfelt, authentic hospitality to our guests, of course. But equally important is the exceptional hospitality we provide to all of you, our team members. I'm going to just stop there. Did they simulate the weird <laughs> lobby sounds and people going in and out of elevators? I think, it's, I, I think it is green screen. <laughs> I don't know. That was tough to watch. It's and nothing against this gentleman. <laughs> And his great team and all the great things that they're doing. But you kind of just, I feel like I walked us into this conversation. I feel like I have to address it. I feel like getting your team, getting everybody around you to share it is going to have so much more oxygen than oh, hearing than from just an address the CEO, from the corporate CEO. Set up, telling you about why this is the best place to work and you need to come his work here. $1,000 suit. Yeah. The only thing, though, about this that I really like and resonates with me is, and we've talked about this before, it was an old thing that the years and years and years ago, the old CEO of Zappos used to say, which is he was asked, what is your approach to customer service? And the answer was, 
I don't have one. I don't have to worry about taking care of my customers. I just take care of my employees. Yeah. And because they're happy, they take care of my customers for me. And that's a similar sentiment, especially in an industry like hospitality. Yeah, well, I think that's one thing that we're seeing resoundingly. I mean, following the headlines, following the stories, some of the reasons that people have left a job and then found another job typically for more pay, and then maybe gotten the other side of it and been unhappy is because of a misalignment between what their expectations were and what they actually received. Sometimes it's not being able to work from home as much as they would have liked, or uh, maybe it's the team culture isn't what they thought it was. And so I think in general, the more that these organizations can showcase a realistic portrayal of who they are mm. means you're not going to have that misalignment. You have a lot of people who are experiencing regret because they do leave jobs for making more money and then they realize it's not a place they want to be. Turnover is so insanely expensive for a company. It costs a company so much to recruit, to fill a position, to go through the onboarding, to invest all this internal time, mm -hmm. internal time with your own other resources, getting people up to speed, integrating them into your culture, only for them not to work out. And a big part of that, we used to talk about in the hiring process, I think years ago on the candidate side, um, you know, people maybe embellishing on their LinkedIn profiles or saying their skills are a little bit more proficient in certain areas than they are. But on the flip side, if you're a company that boasts that you are a certain way, you are inclusive, you are, you do um, invest in these benefits that maybe you don't actually, like mm -hmm. once you get through the red tape, isn't as big of a benefit. Really quickly, it's like lying on a dating profile. If you don't like pina coladas or, you know, walks on the beach or and getting caught in the rain. Put it down. Yes, because you're going to meet a partner who's going to like those things and you're not going to be compatible. Mm -hmm. So honesty mm -hmm. on both sides of the process is so important in ensuring that because it is a partnership. It's not like you're just courting candidates to work here. They're also courting you in a way in and that this, it has to be mutual. In this hiring atmosphere, a lot of companies need to just throw out their hiring process and start fresh and really evaluate from the candidate's perspective what that process even is like. And yes, to your point, authenticity, transparency, clarity on both sides. You're interviewing them. They're interviewing you at the end of the day. I forget who told me this, right? But it's like if the misalignment's there, it's sort of like, you know, on your first date, someone's showing up and going to the fridge in just a pair of underwear and just drinking right out of the milk carton. Like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for at all. Taking that a step further with transparency, we should definitely talk about some other brands that are winning the hiring game, even if they didn't make the best places to work list. Mm. One of them, uh, Digital Ocean. Hosting company. Hosting company, yes. That is really bringing transparency and prioritizing that on every stage of the candidate experience. Their whole goal is to establish trust, build a strong relationship between the recruiting team, the people that they're working with. A lot of the times they find that candidates have similar questions. They've built an extensive frequently asked questions section of their website that really just mm. talks about how you can give candidates more information can also save recruiters times. Think about how many times, you know, we're in the process of interviewing people and you're just asking or answering the same questions yeah. over and over again. And now there's less back and forth because people have access to that information. Questions on benefits, questions on what's a first day like? What is the dress code like? What time do people actually show up every day? 
Another company, Slack, which actually is owned now, was acquired by Salesforce. Salesforce didn't make any major changes for those Slack lovers that are still <laughs> loving the platform, loving the brand. But Slack really has a tremendous brand and a brand that's really been built on diversity. Yeah, diversity and inclusion are a huge part of Slack's recruitment strategy. They actually have their own hiring managers, their recruiters, running role-playing interviews internally before they're interviewing people to see if their own company can identify and eliminate potential bias. And not only does that work to ensure that you can build a diverse team, and there's so much data and research out there that supports that having diversity of background and thought and opinion is mm -hmm. so incredibly important to push a company forward and do our best work. But it also just as a brand sends a message to people and lets them know that, hey, you can have a place here. You are included here. There is a space for you. This is somewhere worth applying. And that makes potential job seekers want to seek you out. And it is better to be sought than found. Absolutely. And now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work, I would say brands that are navigating what is the biggest talent shift in a generation uh First, I would say brands that focus on retention went out and retention in so many ways starts with getting a pulse of where the organization is today. And there's plenty of providers out there. Best places to work is one of them that'll come in. They'll put a survey together. They'll have your team fill it out and they'll collect all these great insights on where you are. Companies can also manage this process in-house. I think more than anything, getting a sense for sort of where you are today is absolutely instrumental. And if you want some tips there, go to season one, brand to brand, Netflix versus Google. Your culture is showing. There's some great content there. Number two, brands that have good images win out. From your job listing to your social channels, all the way through, showcase all the great things that you have to offer. Benefits simply listed in a bulleted list aren't going to get you there, folks. Third, brands that celebrate their internal team win out. Be transparent. Show the day in the life. I always like to joke, right? It's like too often we see the photo of the final dish. Show us the behind the scenes. Show us the ingredients list. Celebrate your team on social media. Let them tell your brand story. Incentivize them to do so. Brands that know how to communicate what they're doing also win out. So especially when you're sharing your vision, Salesforce likes to say, we believe the business of business is to improve the state of the world. If you can get people motivated around a value or a cause, you can get a lot more work done. And the last thing that I will say is brands that consistently audit and improve the job candidate experience win out. Think about your process. Think about if you were getting hired for the first time. Think about if you were getting introduced for the first time to your brand. Are there all sorts of steps? Is there weird red tape that maybe no longer is necessary? Are there things that you can kick from the hiring process to the first day? Streamline it. In this day and age where so many brands are trying to make noise and we see millions and millions of job postings out there, how are we going to stand out? We're going to stand out by starting with that authentic experience from day one. So if you had to take anything away from the show today, Veronica. <laughs> Don't shy away from showcasing your culture on your social channels. If you build it, they will come, but you have to show them that you built it. 
I love that. And I would just say this is a really good time to focus on your internal team to solve your external problem. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Subscribe and share to unlock your platinum membership. (laughs) Just kidding. That doesn't exist, but we'd really appreciate it.